Hello everybody and welcome to The Natch 20 Review! I'm Sinstaku and we are Final Show Films. We produce a wide variety of content every day of the week. You can check us out on our website at FinalShowFilms.com, which you know, it's promised me is getting updated. Uh, and if you'd like to support us financially, you can check us out on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms. And with me today is... Pookie. And... Units. And we are Shorter Shadow, of course, because he's not feeling well, but today we're talking about Small World. Uh, Small World is a two-to-five player strategy game, uh, strategy board game. It's sort of a territory domination style game, similar to Risk, but not quite. Uh, each player begins the game by selecting one of several available fantasy races that are created randomly. Each race is defined by two interlocking tiles, one giving a noun describing the race, elves, orcs, trolls, whatever, um, and the other as an adjective, flying, imperialist, uh, fortified, things like that. Uh, describing an additional special ability or special scoring opportunity. Numbers printed on the tiles also show how many race tokens the player may draw when playing that race. The player then makes use of the race tokens to capture the, to capture territory on one of four different playing maps. Map selection is determined by the number of players with a specific map used for two, three, four, or five players. To capture a territory, a player must place a particular number of tokens in it, based on the location of the territory, the number of defending tokens, and any special abilities of the player's race. If the player can place a sufficient number of tokens, the capture is guaranteed to succeed. If they cannot, the move is illegal. The enemy tokens are defeated in, uh, are defeated in captured territory, one of them is removed from the game entirely, and the remainder are returned to the owning players to redeploy in their other territories. At the end of each turn, a player scores points based on the number of territories they own, with some racial abilities providing bonuses. Uh, most territory captures are dialless, however, a player who is left at the end of the turn holding a number of tokens insufficient to capture a particular territory, say, I need three and I only got two, um, can roll a six-sided reinforcement dice, which increases the strength of the capture by a roll number zero to three. There are three zeros on, there are three zero spaces on it, and then the other three are one, two, and three. So you have a one in six chance of being able to do it, if, depending. Well, I mean, if if you, in that example, you have a one in two. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so if, if the total store is sufficient to capture territory, the tokens are returned to the players other currently on territories, and the player's turns ends. They cannot be, they cannot be redeployed to capture another territory, even if they would have been sufficient to do so. Since the number of tokens in a race is usually fixed and can only go down as other races capture territories, eventually a race will reach a maximum number of territories that it can support. When this occurs, the player owning that race can declare that it has gone to decline. This allows the player to select a new race to bring into the, into the board, while the tokens of the former race remain in place, no longer movable, but continuing to gather points until the territories are captured. The game continues until a certain number of points, uh, turns are completed, eight, uh, whereupon the player with the highest score wins. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's more complicated and less complicated at the same time than Risk. Uh, there, are more, there are more moving parts, but the playing the game by itself is simpler. And it's a lot more predictable because there's no... There's well, there, minimal there, dice rolling. There, yeah, there is dice rolling, but it is fairly minimal. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty easy to it's a pretty easy to strategize game. It, it looks great, uh, and it's fun to play. So let's start with first impressions. Pookie, uh, really fun game. I've played it a couple times. I really enjoy it. Um, lots of variety to it. Um, basically, it's just a fun game to play with friends. Um, there might be a few too many elements to it, is something that I, I noticed. Certainly by the time we played it, there were a ton of races and options to do it. Yeah. Very, especially if you're not familiar with the game, it can be very difficult to know what to pick. Especially if <coughs> the game was not put away properly last time. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But outside of that, pretty enjoyable. But uh, outside of that, it's once you know what you're doing, I feel like with this game... 
it takes a little longer to catch on to it than it does with other games, at least for me. It yeah. did. Um, but once you know what you're doing, it's fun. It's certainly, uh, just in, by numbers game alone, it's intimidating. It's just, just so many moving parts. Yeah. Awesome. Um, it's, it's a very fun game. It, it's very much in that genre of, I know it's, it's, it's a competitive game and it has competitive elements, but it feels a bit more lighthearted and social. It's not as, it's not like a hardcore competitive type game. Says the guy who wins. <laughs> he did not win. I did not win that last no, time. You didn't. I usually do, oh, yeah. but not yeah. that last time. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it doesn't bring out the, the, it doesn't bring out the, like, the monopoly competitive side. It doesn't bring out the risk competitive side. Yeah, no. Um, so that's nice. It's more casual. Uh, there's a lot of rules. I mean, they printed out a lot of sheets, but there's a lot of, especially if you have the expansions, which we did, um, it's, okay, so this race is on this sheet, and, and this perk is on this sheet, and combined they do this. And there's just so much reading and elements to do, and then there's all these race tokens to pull out, and there's just so many steps to prep, and then it's really fun to play once you've prepped it, and then you have to put it up. Yeah. And there's so many steps to putting it up. Yeah, so this was my, this was my, you guys played it previously, this was my first time playing Small World. Um, and yeah, it was, it's... Uh, it looks a lot more intimidating than it is, and that's mostly because there's just so many pieces, so many combinations, and there are more traits than there are races. Yes, and there's like a there's lot a of lot both. more. There are a lot of both, but there's a lot more traits than races. So the odds of you getting familiar with all the combinations is astronomical. Like it's it's astronomical that you'll even play with all the combinations, and, and if you play it a normal number of times as opposed to constantly every day mainland. Well, and my, my friend has played it. The friend I borrowed it from has played it dozens of times, and he's used to each race and he's used to each trait. But the interactions of race and trait, very you still yeah. get new ones. Yeah, uh, like and, and then there are some that just aren't good, but you have to bite the bullet and take it. Things like the the white ladies plus cursed. I hate the white ladies. Um, yeah, so there's 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 a there's a ton of variability in the game, and it's just, it, it looks it looks and sounds very complicated. But once you start playing, and like like playing the game helps explain a lot of it more to me than you reading the rules. It's it's almost um, this is almost it's impossible to fully describe this game. Yeah. It's really a sit down, play a couple turns, and then you get it, it. You almost have to play an entire game though to get used to. Oh, this interaction with this trait and this race. Yeah, I I, I I went into it figuring I was going to lose, so I just went into it. I was like, well, if I was playing another game, how would I play this? So numbers seem good, so go for numbers. So I opened up with humans and. And they had a lot of numbers on their side because it was it was forested humans, so they got points from farms and forests. And my opening turns were pretty good, um, but yeah, I just played how I wanted. And then I just saw Austin sweep the board, and mm. <laughs> and then Holly sweep the board, and then William sweep the board. I'm like, I'm just in a corner and I'm doing mm-hmm. something wrong. Um, and you can't figure out what it is. Yeah, I can't figure out. No, what the it was, first time I played, it's like, what the heck? But it was still doing? fun. It was still yeah. fun. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's talk about things that were good about it. Things you thought that were really good. Um, I love, and this is actually good and bad for me. So I'm going to talk about the good, and then I'll go talk right. about the bad once we go around. Um, I love, I do love all of the r- variety of this, the different combinations that you could have. Um, I really love the 
what is it? The, the, you get a race and a trait. Yeah. I love the different traits and the different races and you just shuffle them and it can be anything. It can be a trait that works with the race or it can be a trait that really doesn't work with the race. Yeah. And I love that you have about, I think it's six. Six. Different that you get to choose f- from. Yeah. You, know, you, you have to, if you want to pick like the one that's furthest back, you have to pay that much for, to get to it. for each one. But I love that you have that many choices because I am big on variety. I'm big <clears throat> on choices. And I mean, that makes me feel like usually you're not going to pick something bad. Like sometimes you have to, but usually you have the options to pick something that's going to be pretty good. And I mean, by the time, by the time I did have to uh, pick the white ladies, they had like nine points just sitting on them. So, and, and that's always good. Cause then you get extra money. Okay, so. Cause we did, what we didn't explain is whenever you don't, basically whenever you don't pick a race, it's, you have to put points on it. And so, yeah, Bad race combinations end up earning you points for taking them. Well, and and some things like cursed, uh, the cursed trait specifically, rather than putting one point on it, you have to put three points on it. And like all three of you had skipped mm-hmm. over it, and so it's like, oh well, that's nine points for Frank. <laughs> um, at that point, it's just beneficial to take it to get the nine yeah, points. Yeah, because it was turn seven. Yeah, then just put them immediately into decline. Yep. All right. Um. Yeah. So. Austin, what do you like about it? Um, I mean, the best part is what she just said. The, the, the main draw of the game is it's never the same game twice. There's so much replayability. Um, my favorite thing about the game is the amount of thought they've put into things like <coughs> the board layout. And the way that they've played around with making the traits interact with the board in unique ways. Like, there's one... Uh, called, like, I think it's like Underworld Denizen or Cavern Crawler or something that lets you... Just underworld. Underworld, under, underworld that's it. So it's just it's Underworld. Let's and you move from, from cave to cave. Yeah, it lets you interact from cave to cave, to cave which gives you board mobility. Um, so the Leprechauns, at the end of each of their turns, all their territories get a pot of gold, and if that territory is still yours by your next turn, you earn the gold. There's so many... It, it's not just a correlation of... It's not just a numbers game. It's a... This is a unique ability that can't be quantified. You can't just put a number on it. Yeah, there's there's the humans who get bonus points from farmland. There's the doors who get bonus points from mines. And then there's... Um, but then there's other things like the elves. Elves don't die when they get defeated. They all run away. And it's just so interesting to play around with these ideas. They could have just... They could have made it much more balanced by making it just a numbers game but it wouldn't have had the fun and the appeal. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think it, it, it's, it's very charming. It's a very, like, like in a word, it's, it's a charming game. Um, I feel like uh, the thing that I like most about it is, it, like, like, like Holly said earlier, it's the, the, level, the level of choice that you have going into it. The thing I always look for and I always enjoy in a game is when I have a large amount of choice and how much of that choice I can influence. And even though, like, even though I lost, and I knew I was going to lose going in, but um, I still had so many options go open to me that I could chew and I could, I could pick and play with, and I had fun. Even though I, even though I was fighting a losing battle, uh, like like the fortified trolls on mountains were fantastic. Um, and and you don't feel like, and when you're losing, you feel like, oh, I could have done something. It's not a, 
well, uh, the the dice roll was, were against me. Yeah, you no, never feel no. there, there's not so there's not a th- that random element. Yeah, no, there's there's not a whole lot of random element to it, and it, 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 it everything was it was it, you know losing was a learning experience, um, and you know seeing combinations that work really well, seeing combinations that work really really poorly. I had yeah, so I had fortified trolls, uh, which is uh, fortified means that once per turn you can put a fort on a territory you control. Trolls get things called troll layers, which uh, boost the defense of a territory that they that they own. So you put that down too. And mountains are areas that take an extra person to conquer because they're a mountain. So when you put a fortified troll layer on a mountain, uh, basically you're adding an additional two people there without having to add an additional two people there. Three. An additional three people there without having yeah. to add yeah without having to add an additional three people there. So you know in order to. Not like for for a blank space, it takes two uh, tokens to conquer it. With every additional item on top of that space, it adds another one to it. So in order to conquer those mountains, at minimum, you had to have six things, six uh, race tokens. Which, you know, you were able to do that. The, but the, the, it, but the you had you had like six is sometimes that's all you get. The average <laughs> is uh, between nine and eleven yeah. of, of tokens. When it's half your forces to take one spot. Yeah. Unless you happen to have a conquering trait, which I did. Yeah. And which just makes it easier to conquer, but that just meant you had to have five instead of six. It was four, but it, it had four? to be an yeah. even numbered turn. Yeah. Four on an even numbered turn. By the way, that's how complicated the game gets. Yeah. It took me four instead of six because it was an even numbered turn, but it would have taken me six normally because he had a troll layer on a mountain with a fortress he had placed on it. Yeah. Yeah, it can be getting a little complicated. You know, all these words get thrown together, but it's still really fun and it's really welcoming. It's it's not a as complicated as it sounds, it's not a very difficult game to grasp. And I love I I think that's probably my favorite thing about it. So let's talk about things that not so good. Uh, Pookie? Variety. <laughs> <laughs> it's the spice of life, and sometimes mm. that spice is pepper. Sometimes uh, that spice is habaneros. <laughs> too much variety. Way too much. As much as I love it. Yeah. It got ridiculous. What was it that I pulled? The pygmies. And Eunice was trying to look through the box to find the little pygmy chips, and he couldn't find them. I'm sure they're in there somewhere. They they were. We found them. Eventually they were found. Um, A halfling had gotten knocked out of place and was covering up the pygmies. Yeah. Which is an interesting sentence to say, by the way. The halfling was covering the pigmies. The halfling got knocked out of place and was covering the pigmies. Couldn't find the pigmies for the halfling. <laughs> and then, like, at one point, um, you gave me the troll, or, no, giants. I had the giants, and I think, like, some trolls or something. No, you could it, it, it was halflings. You the halflings, halflings had gotten knocked out of their spot and were all over the place. <laughs> oh, the half, yeah, the halflings got mixed in with my giants. Yep. Um, yeah. What we're saying is there's a lot of... Physical pieces of cardboard. For, for that many... Also, all of the little, like, guides. Because each of us had a guide to what benefits each race gets. And what benefits each trait gets. And then, because what we were playing had, like, all of the expansions. Mm-hmm. So we had, like, other little guides that we had to keep passing around. Yeah, which there was whenever only one. We looking. Yeah. yeah. Whenever we were looking. And there were, like... Yeah, there was only one copy of those, and then there were three of them on yeah. top of the master guide that we already had. Yeah. It's a lot of pieces. 
And that that's what makes it complicated to me, is they all have their own traits, and there's a bunch of them. Yeah. I mean, just, complexity is just additional numbers that you have to sort through. And it's, the, it's just that there's so much crap. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. But maybe they need to tone it down a little bit, or at least come up with a better system for the box. Well, I mean, it, 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 this is the same thing that we run into with other games that have large number of characters, like Red Dragon Ends, like there's so many things to learn. But in Red Dragon Inn, they don't interlock with each other. With also, Red in Red Dragon Inn, you... the box has them all in little compartments. Yeah, and you're picking one character to play. And the cards not, say what they do. You're not changing your character every couple of turns, which is what you do in this game. Yeah. And that's where it gets very complicated. <clears throat> um least favorite thing some of the races and traits could have been balanced better when they're combined because <laughs> certain things get ridiculous and that's, that's kind of part of the problem of the randomized trait to yeah. race ratio is like sometimes you get really crappy combinations sometimes you get straight nonbos white ladies and cursed like white well, ladies well only, I mean the cursed is supposed to be a bad thing it is but, but, but white ladies and white ladies only have two like white ladies and merchant because merchant only gives two yeah like, Merchant's really good, unless it's on White Ladies, because then you get four tokens. Yeah. Whereas like, my Merchant Pixies wrecked the schnickerdoodles out of everything. But it's one of those things where, like, with, um, if, if Curse was on anything else, though, like, everything else has, like, six, five, six, seven. Yeah. Uh, you know, with anything else, you could at least take three territories. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, with the White Ladies, you take one, and that's all you're getting. Well... And I feel like part of it, too, is certain races are volatile. Like, humans, you get six, they bonus from farmland, they're pretty neutral. The pixies get 11, but yeah. they have a downside. But when you get certain traits that work off of, well, Merchant only gives you two because it's so good, oh, wait, I have 11 pixies. Yeah. Who cares that Merchant only gives you two? Yeah, so you got it. it only gives you two, well, clever, it gives you an initial two uh, points Per territory no, you control. No, uh, no, Merchant gives you two tr- reinforcements, but then for you oh, basically, sorry. you get double value from territories. Yeah, double value from territories. Which, when you can take ten of them... Yeah, you're getting 20, you know, you're getting 20 points there. But, um... So, yeah, like, there are, certain, there, there, there are certain combinations that are really good with each other and certain combinations that are really crappy with each other. Things like the Conquering Goblins... You know, or and, conquering anything, really. But and, and sometimes... The or, white ladies and anything. Yeah. And, and, and Holly got one last time. She got a, gypsy, a marauding gypsies. Oh, yeah, that was the last time we played. Um, but, no, the, the, the other problem with... I can't even remember. The, the thing is the opposite side. You know, sometimes it, it's... You, you go into decline... And then an awesome race is flipped up, and it's like, oh, well, no one else gets a chance to get this, because I'm going to get it right now. Yep. So. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's the give and take of, to have lots of variety, and they didn't play it safe and play the numbers game. They made everything really uniquely different, and it's the natural downside to that. But they didn't mitigate it at all. Yeah, it's hard to balance. It's hard to balance a little bit. Um, yeah, for, for me, the, the biggest issue I actually... The biggest problem I have is the concept of going into decline, actually. Like, one of the core concepts of the game. You go into decline, and you're, you, you flip all your races over, and they become obstacles for other people to get, and they get you points. I would almost... But the, the big thing is, you go into decline, that's your action for the turn. 
So for the next turn, you do nothing. You do nothing for the entire turn until you get to the next turn where you can pick another race. I feel like I would almost rather not go into decline at all, just discard and grab another race and immediately play. Like, I would, I would, I would rather not have the bonus of getting points continually and just be able to say, okay, I'm picking another race now. Because when you go into decline, when you have to go into decline, you're forced to go into decline, or with the white ladies... When I had to go, I had to go into decline. I had nothing I could do, absolutely nothing. Like I go on, if you go into decline on turn eight, you're done. And if other people still have have tokens they can play, you're not gonna win. It's it's very difficult to have so far a lead that you can take a turn doing nothing, and that you can afford to take a turn doing nothing. And when you go into decline, you are effectively taking a turn doing nothing. It's especially worse because if you have if you have races that have bonuses. You don't get those bonuses when you go into decline, except for a Even very the, few. Except for a few that that have go that have decline bonuses specifically, but like when you go into decline, like see with my humans, my humans who are getting a bonus point for every forest and a bonus point for every farm. Well, the turn I go into decline with the humans, I had seven territories, and they were all forests and farms, so they're all plus two. The turn I go into decline, I lose all of that. I only get one point for each territory, and then I'm not. And then I'm not able to advance my my territories until the next round. So I get less points for the turn for going into decline, even though I had to because I couldn't go anywhere else. Meanwhile, everybody else who still had races were continuing to get more and more territories, and thus more and more points, and taking some of the territories that I had. I have no way to defend myself. I have no way of getting more points. So, like, going into decline is a punishment. In a game that expects you to go into decline. Well, I mean, but the thing is, everybody goes into decline at least once. Yeah, but it's, so, it's, so it's, it's, it's a core mechanic of the game that actively punishes you for playing the game. Like, it's, not, it's, it's not a punishment for making a wrong decision. It's not a punishment for playing poorly. It's a punishment yeah. for playing the game rules as writ. And that just doesn't feel good to me. And that's my biggest problem with it. Um, want to talk about materials? There's a lot of oh, there's a lot definitely. of materials. So, um, first of all, we'll everything is a cardboard <laughs> shit. Everything is a cardboard, except shit. for the board. And there's there are there are two double sided boards, which is great. Yeah, a lot of variety, which which I think is great. However, so many cardboard shits, and they're nice. Yeah, and the artwork is. It's really unique and it's really fun and you can look at that artwork and you it all fits together really well. Yeah. But there's so many pieces and unpacking the game, it hadn't been put away properly last time. And if a single piece is out of place, and I should clarify that the little holsters that hold all the chits aren't the best and they like to explode out. Yeah, well because they're 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 tight, but they're not super tight. And they're so, like, shallow. They're they're tight enough. They're tight enough that you can't get your fingers in there. Yeah. But they're not tight enough to hold the chips in place. <laughs> and mm-hmm. like they're shallow. They they they. They're, it's hard to organize everything. We had we had more problems organizing that than we did Lords of Waterdeep. By and, a lot. And Lords of Waterdeep also has that issue with the with like the victory points and the coins. Mm-hmm. But. It was like There's that. only two things that we had problems with was the victory points and the coins. With this was every single aspect of the game, except the board. <laughs> and 
The uh, on the flip side, though, one thing I like about them having lots of things. So I know I know Shadow of course loves his redundant reminders, but they had a nice thing where everything that possibly gives any bonus on the board has a physical representation. Yeah, your troll lair, your mountain. Yes, I know it's a mountain on the board, but there's a physical piece of cardboard that you put on the mountain. Yeah, and it makes it really easy to see. Oh, this is a bonus because one piece of cardboard. This is a bonus because one piece of cardboard. This is a bonus because one. Yeah, it's like because like with with my with my with my fortified trolls, I didn't just have oh. By the way, I've got an extra three things here. I had three pieces of cardboard stacked up on top of them, each other, which is great. <clears throat> except for cleaning the game up was also yeah nightmare. Took quite some time. Yep. Uh, so what we're saying is uh, plan ahead when you're playing this game. Yes. Plan about an hour to set up and, and about, about an hour, hour to break, break down. down. But, but in all seriousness, it took us, what, a solid 15 minutes to set up and then a solid 15 minutes to clean up? And we weren't even being too careful about cleaning up either. And no. we didn't fully set up either. Because like for the full setup, you find each of the race tokens that are on that are represented on the board with the initial race setup and put them all next to them so that when you grab a race you want to search for them. That's a full setup. That would have taken us a good half hour, forty five minutes. Just doing that. Just organizing all the race tokens. Yeah, that's that's a big problem right there. Yep. Uh, uh the box is nice. Uh, yeah. the box on the ex on the external side of the box it's nice. The uh there's lots of really good artwork, lots of really good graphic design went into built this game. Like all the races have very bright colors and all the all the information that you need pops very well. Hmm? Oh, yeah, look at the price. You don't have to whisper. <laughs> they, know, they know we're not professional. <laughs> oh, okay. We didn't look up the price in advance. I mean, we this was not it. our game. We borrowed it from a friend. Yeah, let's look at... So, so there's... How many... Uh, yeah, it, said, it says the playing time is 40 to 80 minutes. Um, that seems accurate, depending on how much you have to read the rules. Yeah, and how or much... Set up. And how much setup <laughs> time you give, yeah. Uh, let's let's have a look here. Small World. What's the, what's the current ESRB of Small World? I think it's about fifty dollars, but I could be wrong. Uh, Which there's a lot of art. So the expansions are like thirty-five. Oh, that doesn't bode well. Oh, oh no 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 no! Sorry, the expansions are like eight, nine, ten. The uh, the okay. sorry, the Be Not Afraid expansion is fifteen. Grand Dames is eight. Underground Board Game expansion is thirty-five. Um, Small World Realms expansion is 23. I cannot actually find straight just Small World, though. <laughs> uh, apparently, it's hard to find. There are too many expansions. I'm finding all the expansions. But I'm, I believe it's about $50, which, I mean, that's a lot of money, but there's a lot of pieces. Uh, yeah, list, pri- list price $50, you can find it for 35 but list price is $50. I, I think that's a fair price for it. It comes with a lot. And there's a lot of artwork, like like was said. Yep, there's a yeah. ton. I'm, I'm trying to see if I can find an, a list of all the items. This is like the most artwork I we think We don't have the box with us currently. Work with. Um, yeah, there's a ton of artwork. It's all really nice. The board is really... Like, the board is gorgeous. Um, all the artwork is really nice. The... Uh, the the tokens themselves could probably use with a little bit of sprucing up. Not not the tokens, but the uh, like the race identifiers. Because while the while the characters while the while the race itself, the art for the race is each unique and interesting. They're all on the same wood background. Yeah, like the background, like because because you know 
that this is a single race, like like the background belongs to that race. They could have very easily made the backgrounds a little more unique, and then in turn made the perks a little bit, like the, the traits a little bit more unique. Like traits that are meant to go with specific ones, they could have like color-coded, so that you can see, oh, well this is normally with these guys, but because it's randomized, you see where it, like, you see sort of all the mish- mishmash and, and uh-huh, so I see the the forester, which is normally on the elves, is on the dwarves now. Yeah, like so, like the like if the elves have this foresty theme on the background of their on, uh, of their race car race chit, and the forest has that same theme, you can see where they would go together. But now they're on the ghouls, or now they're on the dwarves, or now they're on the ogres or the giants, and so you have this interesting additional amount of thematic mix up. Well, I, f- I feel like the kind of the intent was. You know, anybody can be this. Yeah, I know. And, and but, it's an element of uniformity. Yeah, but in, in being uniform, it's a little more boring than it could have been. Yeah. Like, Design the models. artwork is great, but there's not enough differentiation, differentiation in things to make anything really stand out. Yeah. Like, the artwork, the artwork is not... The artwork is good... Individually, the artwork is great on the races too. Yeah. Some of the traits artwork is really not as impressive. No, and it's it's kind of generic. It's generic is probably the best way to describe a lot of the stuff. Like all the all the artwork, while good, is very generic. Like it, it, universally, the Amazons. Picture an Amazon in your head. That's what the Amazons look like. Well, picture they, a wizard in your head. It's not just generic. Like. It's caricaturish. Yeah, it's like caricature-ish. It's intentionally. It's intentionally reinforcing stereotypes. Yeah. The halfling is a chubby little guy with a turkey leg. I mean... The wizard is a guy with a widow's peak and a big red collar and crystal ball. That's the sorcerer. Or sorcerer, sorry. No, the wizard... The, the wizard, wizard has a blue hat. Is the old man with the beard and blue hat. Yeah. Well, it's like... Yeah, I mean, it's like... Yep. I feel like as creative as the game itself is, they could have been more creative with their races. With, like, the, their representation of races. Um... Well, you know, I mean, the game's called Small World, so... Yeah. Yeah, um, final thoughts and review? Is there anything else we want to talk about? We've talked about the price, we've talked about the materials, we've talked about goods and bads. We don't have Shadow Course here, so we're missing, it feels like we're missing a whole chunk of yeah. stuff, but yeah. we, we've talked I, about everything. I, I think the biggest summary for this is, it feels like there should be more to say because there's so much to the game, but it really boils down to... Not a whole lot. <laughs> the good is the bad. Yeah. There's so much choice yeah. that there's too much choice. Yep. There's so much replayability, but because there's so much replayability, you have to set it up a lot. Yeah. You know, it's... Yeah. So let's go ahead and give our final thoughts and review scores. Start with Pookie. I'm going to give it a B-. minus. I really enjoy playing it, and I'd like it's a game I'd like to keep playing, but I don't want to set it up and break it down. And that's kind it's of just a, a lot. That's of kind of a drawback. It's like I really like playing this game, but I don't like putting it up. <laughs> yeah, I don't like pulling it out. Like when we play it, um, I, our friend who let us borrow the game, he's the one that sets it up. So you know, if we're playing like that, then sure, oh, he yeah. can set it up, and we can talk and. Then play it. I'm fine with that. Well, and, it, and it's fine to set up when you you, you know you're at a social thing. And you're just kind of talking and laughing and playing around. Because that's that's what we had done before. I never realized how much setup and breakdown really went into the game. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you're having friends over to play Small World, set it up before they get there. Yeah. Yeah. So B minus. Right. Awesome. I hate to be the echo, but I think a B minus. It's a really really fun game. But 
there's a lot of it's a great concept and they took it there and they didn't they didn't polish it enough there's not enough testing around and finagling with things or or there's not enough like there's there's plenty of polish but not enough balance well it, it's not even the balance though it's things like the box wasn't designed to hold things properly and then when the expansions go with the box they're awkward and I should clarify that only a certain, you know, certain races will fit in certain token slots because, you know, there's more of some chits than others, but none of them are labeled or easily identifiable. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, this doesn't fit here because I've got one too many chits. I need to put it over here where I put my halflings because I thought that space was too big, but I didn't realize it. There were little things, there were so many little things they could have done to clean it up. Yeah. Um, but as it is, it's a fun game to play. It's great fun, um, and it's a great concept, but it's just missing the little things. Yeah. So um, I, I, this is going to be our first like straight uh, flush because I'm also going to say Beavis. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a perfectly good game. I'd love to play it again. I, I would enjoy playing it again. But echoing everybody else's statements, I would hate to have to put it up. I would hate to have to prepare it. I'd have to put it away. Um, it's it's a mess. Like it's a good mess, but it's a mess. You know, it's like uh, the best thing I could describe it is think about think back to your room when you were in high school. You could find everything you needed, but no one else could because your clothes were all over the floor, your stuff was on the ground, it wasn't in a box, it was just wherever, and the only clear spots were your bed and Wherever you did your rec- your recreation of choice, be it drugs, games, or computer. Um, <laughs> those were the only two clear spots in your room. And everybody listening to me knows what I'm talking about. You had your own variation of this. Um, yeah, it's like, it, it's like, it's, it's a really fun place to be. It's a really fun game to go. You're always finding new and interesting things somewhere in the mess. But the mess is ever present. And, you know, it's what keeps it a B minus in my eyes rather than a solid B or B plus. So, I think that'll be it. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, we have been Final Show Films. If you like everything we do, check out our stuff on our website at finalshowfilms.com. If you'd like to support us, you can support us financially at patreon.com slash fsfilms. We're only able to do all the stuff that we do thanks to the support of our fans. Uh, and you can be just as generous as they are, just as generous as Antitonic and Chris Comfort, our $25 supporters, by checking out our Patreon page, and you can donate less than the price of a cup of coffee. So even a dollar helps. So thank you all very much, and we'll see you all next time. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Goodbye.